Kevin McDermott. And we're performers at the CT Comedy Theater in Hartford, Connecticut. While our physical theater is shut down due to the pandemic, we're excited to bring our show, Little Worry, Big Worry, to you in this digital space. On each episode of Little Worry, Big Worry, we're joined by a very funny guest to talk about what we're worried about, the little silly things, and some of our bigger personal fears. We're going to talk things over, break it down, and hopefully feel a little less worried. Beautiful, Casey. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kevin, we're back. We're here. It's we're talking. it's nice to see you. It's I'm uh, yeah. Great. This is a, a a highlight of my every week, and it's just good to be back with you. Yeah, virtually. You know what I just watched at your request um, was the first episode of Upload, um, and this is a show Kevin recommended that I check out on our uh our segment recommend something good and Mm -hmm. you know did I recommend something good I thought it was good I had a lot of gasp moments I was kind of like completely taken in by the um you know the uh (laughs) the pilot like the pilot episode um exposition like it was a their exposition was a lot of like reveal reveal um which was fun um, Nate, who was watching it with me, described it as if Hallmark made a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, I was like, God damn it. Of course, Nate nailed it. He really it. summed yeah. it up. And I, I get yeah. to be um, the just the bullhorn of his great ideas. So thanks for the wreck. Yeah, good. I, I We loved it, tore through it, uh, first season. But I, I read, like, they immediately upped it for a second season. And wow. I, you know, like, I hate saying describing it this way but it's like it's smart and it incorporates like so many culturally relevant technology relevant like themes in a really funny and clever way yeah like that's that show is smart and it's like really funny so i'm glad you liked it yeah i'm excited to keep watching um i am i have a really uh recommend something good recommendation that i'm excited about today so we'll we'll get there at the end of the show we Um, will but i i have uh You've thrown out a couple that are unorthodox, and I've been a little bit jealous of your uh, less of your more unique recommendations. I've stuck with like you know videos and um, shows that are I think just more traditional. So anyway, get on my go level. A little bit out of the box, <laughs> inspired by you. This, okay, uh, this episode. I'm so. thrilled. Um, and another reason I'm thrilled is that joining us today on uh, today's episode to chat is a Connecticut-based actor and improviser, a co-founder of the CT Comedy Theater, who is currently serving as the company's artistic director. Um, please welcome our guest, Greg Ludovici. Greg, Greg, yes. Hi. Hi. Hello. Yes. Hi, Greg. Audience Friends. applause insert Hello. here. Wow. Oh. Hi, audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. I have not All heard right, that. Get, get down in your seats, guys. Come on. Sit down. No. Audience, we need to get on with the Standing show. Greg's like, keep them. <laughs> yeah, it's been at least a year since I've experienced Greg. anything like that. So, Greg's wow. just fist pumping Thank the you. audience. Let's go. Everything you, is going to be so hype when we get back. Yeah. Oh Can you imagine gosh. it like doors blown off the theater? <laughs> yeah, I just my, yeah, like we're gonna oh, we've forgotten how to clap. Oh my, uh, yeah, we're, we're all gonna be like st- sore, red, <laughs> and keep missing my hand. <laughs> Hilarious, unbelievable. It's true. I think I'm gonna be, I, I, I'm an audience member that usually is like a little vocal, like to myself. Like, I'll be like, oh wow. <laughs> Like in the theater, and I feel like I'm gonna have to work on not doing that when, as loud when we return. Uh, being part of a hyped audience or performing in front of a hyped audience, like it, it feels so far removed, um, but like I can still feel it in my stomach and like taste the adrenaline in my the back of my jaw. Ooh, Greg, like, where do you remember? As soon it? as I think about it. Uh, oh goodness! Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a tingle in 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 my fingertips, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, 
And uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys still remember it because uh, boy, we're, we're going to need some help when those doors open again. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I, I could really go for a pre-show stretch. It's been a mm. year. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Some crazy aids. Limber it up, folks. I'm going to shake down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Count it down. Oh, my gosh. Well, Greg, we're thrilled to have you here, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to get into the show. Yeah. Uh, well, Greg knows what it's all about. We're going to share a couple of little worries and a couple of big worries. Um, and I think Kevin's going to kick all us out. off. I am. I am. Um, so my little worry, mm-hmm. it's been on my mind since Christmas when I received a uh, re-gifted sleep pad. Um, and it's a sleep monitoring pad that, you know, connects to your, my smart, my phone and uh, gives me data when I wake up for how I slept. And I am worried that this sleep monitor is, um, I, I think it's fulfilling its purpose of um, making me more conscious of how I sleep, but it is going way overboard. Like I um, feel like I have an emotional relationship with this sleep pad now. And I feel like when I get a poor night of sleep, that I've disappointed my sleeping mm. pad. <laughs> Can I just so this, this pad? Where where yeah. does it go? Like, are it, you? Is it long? Like, are you sleeping um, all along it? Yoga mat? Is no. it a pillow? Like, it, what's a pad? It's, uh, it's perpendicular to my body, so okay. it slides in underneath. I would say it's probably eight to ten inches wide. Um, you are instructed to position it near where your chest is. Um, if you're a stomach sleeper okay i happen to be a back sleeper um it just says position it by your chest allow for like two minutes for the unit to calibrate and then um yeah you can you can sleep on it and then it it gives you a sleep score um for Mm -hmm. the duration of your sleep the depth of your sleep it it subtracts for the number of interruptions to your sleep um, it subtracts for the regularity of your sleep. So when you go to sleep and when you wake up and, um, I, yeah, I, I like, I find myself getting stressed when I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, or if I, the dog sleeps in our bed, if he rolls around and I wake up <laughs> that it, it interrupts my sleep and then I'm gonna have a bad sleep score and my sleep yeah. pad's going to be <sighs> pissed at me in the morning. <laughs> So, like, I, I don't know. Do you guys have wearables or anything equivalent that, like, yeah? I, I mean, how, how, does that positively, I don't know, uh, p- p- no, positively, like, influence your behavior? Or how is it integrated into your life? Yeah, so um, it's it's funny. Like, I think uh, one, my big worry, it kind of ties into this, Kevin, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. That, that's, our, that's our teaser Right. Nice. But, um, but yes, yeah, so I, I wear a Fitbit that uh, can absolutely track my sleep. And it's, it's an important thing to me. It's something that I really do care about tracking because yeah. I have, uh, you know, as far back as I can remember, I've been quite a terrible sleeper. Um, and since I'm not a great sleeper, I guess I, I don't let it eat me alive. Instead, I, I like, I really try to just use it for the scientific elements of like, wow, this is how many times I'm waking up. Mm. You know, what can I do before I go to sleep to improve that? And I'm just experimenting with my life to try and You're see if it changes. study. See if it changes the numbers afterwards to, you know. Um, Have you discovered anything that's positively yeah. influenced that that element? Um, uh, sure. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I really do try to just do audio entertainment for the last mm. hour before going to sleep i switched to get rid of that blue light yes no blue right light, right yeah. yeah um yeah i switched to yeah my audio books or, or uh, podcasts or things like that and um yes obviously you know tr- trying not to eat stuff again after dinner um but then then there's the the reality that if you end up waking up for too long in the middle of the night uh, whether it's your child waking you up and then you needing to 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 be with her for a while or or, or what have you uh 
um it's like then i then i don't get my my rem what's happening well yeah i don't know what's going on i know it's like it's like i'm (laughs) trapped in it's it's raining on me you guys (laughs) hold on greg hold on let me see if i can okay all right i'm here oh this is so odd (laughs) it's a music video feature that we have it's a filter from the 80s it's the eurythmics video Sorry, guys. I, I had to take this to the car wash. I didn't mention to you, but you know, don't worry. I can still hear you just fine, right? Oh my god! Hmm. No, why is this happening? Let me know. see. Oh, that's there right, you're back. Hey, okay, good, good. Don't good. Know All right. Happened. You know what? Yeah. Don't Case, touch it. Case, Casey making a frustrated tech noise. Just hmm. fixed it. <laughs> that, that's computer karma for you. Roll the roll the tape back. That impression was perfect. Yeah. Um, so I sleep, one of the big problems is I sleep uh, fewer hours than my sleep monitor thinks that I need. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. I, I, a couple of things. I, as soon as I go to bed, I sleep like a dead man and then I wake up. Um, and I sleep typically for like six hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know, I, I perhaps could have, at least according to my sleep pad, longer and more optimal sleep but I, my energy level is super high. I feel, I don't know. I'm even as I age, I feel good. And like, you're only going to get less as you energize. So So like I, I typically do like six hours and this sleep monitor is like yelling at me. I feel okay. I, so I don't know What, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, uh, m- maybe you need a second opinion app to compare against. Oh, like more tech, but piggyback right. back moron. Right. Oh, Greg, you know, coming out of left field. I love it. Uh, I, 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 even with, even with, uh, seven, like s- sometimes I'll get, uh, seven hours of sleep and it's like, excellent, good. And other times I'll get seven hours of sleep and it's like, fair. But uh, I can also get four hours of sleep, and then it's like seven. I'll give you a seventy-seven. Fair, right? So okay. So okay. Uh, Fitbit never, never heavily guilts me for my <laughs> for my poor sleep. Um, Is that based on the depth? Look, pardon me. Largely that if yeah, you get like deep restorative sleep, that quantity or quality, not quantity, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's that's what I was mentioning. Like, if I if if I'm up for too long in the middle of the night, I don't get REM because that yeah. it, your body like saves most of the REM for late in, late in your sleep cycle. The witching um, hour. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy, but, but yes, yeah, so it, it uses a lot of, a lot of data. And so maybe you need, uh, you know, either just something to compare your numbers to because this thing seems to be like, not everybody needs eight hours. It knows that. So you got to okay. tell your, got to tell your app to, to cool, cool it. it, give you a little extra time. Or start using another app as a as a new rubric, uh, you know, translate it to something that works for you, Kevin. Start Don't let it somebody you. start seeing something sure. else. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna you. tell my app. I'm gonna start seeing somebody else, yeah. even mm-hmm. even if I don't intend to. I want my monitor to know that I could walk out the door at any, at any moment. It's not the only monitor in the world by no, far. Absolutely true. not. It's really true. I, There's lots of available pads on the market and i will say i have never heard of something being like can you give me two minutes to calibrate i just need oh, two minutes yeah. to calibrate <laughs> and it's like what's gonna happen if you don't is it gonna like you know like sorry podcast listeners but is it gonna wrap around you and like you know dissolve your body what's gonna happen in in fact there is a warning that it will suffocate you if you don't let it calibrate correctly it's like i need to do so my it, job it it enters your throat and lays eggs in your stomach. Oh, so Christ. that's, yeah. And then they suffocate you when they hatch. So that's and a they- downside as well. Yeah. And it's noted on Amazon reviews. Everyone says it. Um, I don't so, yeah. use well, any of those. I'd, I was you, wearing, you don't use any? I was wearing a Fitbit or- for a while. And I, I was mostly using it because I was waking up very early to go for early morning walks with a friend of mine who... Um, my friend Erica, who no longer lives in my neighborhood. Um, but I was waking up my partner like way earlier than he was comfortable with. So the Fitbit's got like that silent, bzz, bzz, like it was like waking me up like with my watch, which I was like, whoa, that is cool as heck. But I honestly, sleeping with, you know, a lot of accoutrement, like I can't do it. <laughs> is that buzz buzz intended to more gently 
lift you out of your sleep cycle without bothering the other person too that's the key Um, thing is it was like yeah yeah. so it wasn't like an audio thing it was just my wrist so unless my wrist was like all up in there biz it wasn't an (laughs) issue And Kevin, the, one of the newer features on it is because it is monitoring your heart rate and it knows what sleep cycle you're in, you can you can optionally set smart wake and then um, it will wake you up during the the like lightest sleep moment of a 30 minute block. Yeah, okay. so you don't have that okay. like just, you know, Groggy. is my alarm a song I'm dancing to in my nightmare talent show? It's yes. you know exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. You have you have uh, eased my worry by uh, by convincing me that my sleep monitor is just a piece of shit. So thank you. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you. So my re-gifted sleep pad from a buddy who got it, and I think he knew that it would play psychological warfare with him. So, there you go. Well, thank you guys. That is uh, that, that puts me at ease. <laughs> maybe we could do the same for Greg's little worry. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm not certain. Greg, what's your but, little worry? Um, my my little worry. Yeah. Yes. Let's start with start. Let's start small here. Mm. Yeah. Make let's, the, the easy the easy one here yeah. is of course, um, my daughter thinks everyone is her friend, and that includes supervillains. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> so we have we have uh, no stranger danger. And that includes the bad the bad guys. Oh no. Yes. Does and- she like does she like does like, oh that's my friend? Oh, that's my friend, like when she's watching all these shows. Yes. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we we're pretty we're yeah, we're pretty strict about what she actually watches. Yeah. She has seen like, you know, eight Disney or Pixar movies total. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe Maybe that's part of the problem that she doesn't have enough. Uh, She's enough familiar with them. That's why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she has only seen Disney Pixar and then like Daniel Tiger for television because it's Mr. Rogers neighborhood evolved and, and Sesame street. Um, and she's only allowed to play Mario games with me, but uh, Bowser is her best friend and, <laughs> and Marshmallow, the, the, Big snow, she calls him Big Snowman from Frozen. Loves Big Snowman. That thing's like I was always afraid, like that's gonna terrify her. Nope, that's her friend. <laughs> and um, that guy Scar, he's really all right. Right. I uh, love Scar. Uh, <laughs> uh, Oscar the Grouch, totally, totally her friend. Right. She like she she uh, Gabby Gabby. Whenever we we play with Toy Story, I have some little Toy Story four Lego sets that that I got her, and she's always like, I'll be Gabby Gabby. Like that's. She's supposed to be the creepy one, but no, nope, no, nope, everyone is her friend. She loves and she's drawn to these villains like they're the best. <laughs> that is some relentless optimism, positive energy. Yeah. I feel like kids, little, a lot of kids get really scared. Like they're freaked out by that stuff. And the fact that she's just like, I mean, there's definitely a positive end to that. Yeah, for is sure. it missionary like zeal? Like she, she feels like she can, she can convert <laughs> these people, and I can turn them. Uh, Hello, Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> right. It really doesn't seem that way. It, no. it really, okay. yeah. I mean, she does so with with the Grinch. She, you know, she was like, he learned. Mm. You know, Uh-oh. she loves the Grinch. <laughs> he, he learned, right? So it's she's always acknowledging. Like, hey, you know, like that. Yeah, that is not a bad. So, 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 yeah, there, there may be some element of that in, in most of these stories. The one's a lost bad person learns. How sweet. Yeah. I I think your daughter's just super cool, Greg. She's like, (laughs) look at these Mario brothers. They're kind of lame. Mario and Luigi. (laughs) But like Bowser and his crew, man, those dudes are freaking rad. Exactly. Yeah. Shy Guy Ghost is her favorite. Bowser and Shy Guy Ghost. Well, I didn't think about this as the other option is that she's actually, she's got like sweet little girl energy, but she's just going to grow up into being like a rebel, badass, like <laughs> bad boy loving. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> well, you know, or yeah, bad, and that's bad boy, bad girl, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad human. Attitude. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad to the, the bone, loving. Baddie. Bad yeah. To the bone. <laughs> um, Right, and that and that's kind of where why this is. It's a little worry now because it's like, what what does this lead to if she never develops that, um, you know, 
that, that level have, of being able to discern. Does she have boundaries with real people? Like, does she have healthy and appropriate, like, stranger boundaries with, with, uh, in the, in public or? Uh, everything seemed healthy up until the pandemic, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few, fewer interactions in, in the world, but, uh, I think For she sure. she fears people without masks more than yeah. with masks. And again, that's like villains wear masks. So Jesus oh, is all just right. Up. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so now she's got the reverse going on. Exactly. <laughs> she's only gonna marry a stranger. Best yeah. friend. <laughs> the Joker's gonna walk up with that freaky smile. She'll be like, oh. <laughs> At least, he's covered, at least he's covered in paint. What a nice clown. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. That seems really... There's not much you can do. This is just going to be an interesting experiment. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure all of parenting is, she said. <laughs> I, I, it, it totally I, is. Yeah. I, and I, I'm, my daughter's terrified of everything. So it's it's interesting that that yours is uh, embracing of, uh, yeah, but do, does she like Daniel as well, Daniel oh. Tiger? I mean, she, oh, yes. she likes the good guy and the bad guy. Yes, that's why I said everyone is her friend, everyone. right? Yeah, 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 it's not like that's she great. is only drawn to the baddies, right? Everybody's yeah. her friend, and I mean, part of that might be in in you know in in our effort uh, as as parents to to yeah to not like. Uh, force any sort of of uh I, I, like, like buckets on people or yeah right yeah right. Like we're just we're, we you know i think we're we're trying to do that as well and i like it, it might be working and the thing is it's like i want her to form her own judgments and maybe she's just not ready to do that but i am not going to tell her that's a bad guy right i don't want to i don't want to do that and at this point in her development she's not figuring it out on her own so we've got an interesting child psychology experiment going on mm. where we'll see at, at what point do people start to think like maybe that giant spiky mean grouchy dinosaur monster who keeps stealing the princess <laughs> doesn't have the best intentions yeah she's going to start to understand narrative plot before <laughs> she like just then she understands like just character she's going to be like oh i get it because of the story he's bad okay i get it yeah if she hasn't figured <laughs> By the time she's 13, then I will tell her. But let's talk <laughs> a little bit about where Bowser's coming from. Yes. Let's 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 dig in a little bit deeper and see what his motives. Why why are you behaving that way, Bowser? Oh, mm -hmm. I love it. So, so he funny. he kidnaps the princess. I'm sorry to that I always. am such a moron. Okay, he always yeah. It, it, see that's it for me. That's like right away. You're a bad dude. Kidnapping and, princesses, not cool. It's it's something that I I hope I am you know I really hope that they start to veer away from that a little bit because, um, you know it's it's important. It, a we should be able to play as Peach Princess Peach Toadstool way more often, yeah. and I mean she she's a cool powerful lady. Um, it's awesome to be able to race with her in um in Mario Kart and uh you know battle with her in Smash Bros, but any of the traditional mario games you you know like it's got to be magic if you want to play as her um mm -hmm. it, uh, it doesn't need yeah. yeah it's like there's so many other places where yeah the damsel narrative is being perpetuated let's just make the one easy cut I, like mario exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and there are going to be some mario fans out there who are like but in super mario brothers 2 like you got to play and i I, I let's I not get I into know. Super Mario canon again. We've right, already been right. because Super you, Mario Brothers 2 wasn't even actually Mario game in Japan, you guys. They just slapped it, <laughs> they slapped Mario over it when it came to America. Okay, as so, everybody take that. knows, guys, come on. take yeah. that, everyone uh, writing the everyone. One, in the comments. Mm -hmm. One thing that, like, you know, like Pixar movies, for example, like they are so carefully constructed mm -hmm. and yes. so like thoughtfully constructed with like child development adult entertainment and enjoyment like i i for one second thought about showing my son who's now 10 uh indiana jones and the temple of doom which was entertainment when i was young are you familiar Did with you this film casey it? i am I, I like i watched it for a second and a half and it is so scary yeah 
It is so terrifying. And it's not appropriate so, for kids. I was <laughs> totally not, but I watched it when I was eight or nine or ten. Not saying that that's okay, but that was like <laughs> Jaws was PG. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if that is at all connected of like, is our, our, our current bad guys like too benign to be recognized for like how bad they are. Cause like in Temple of Doom, you're like, yo, that guy is ripping hearts out of chests. (laughs) Like he's a bad dude, but maybe now, I don't know if if that has anything to do with it. I think the phrase mild peril will say a lot for, you know, (laughs) current uh, child, you know, uh, media and entertainment. Not that I think kids need anything scary. I mean, I, I'm not advocating, yeah, at all. Don't get me wrong for more. But scary I think ratings stuff. also have gotten more strict. You know, um, yeah, I think a lot of things changed, and y'all experienced it in the in between. Um, I, I think so. I even ET, right? I'm like dying to show my kids ET. It's really I scary. It's too scary. Watching it like two years ago, rewatching. I mean, it. it's like, yeah. I, I grew up on the uh, you know edited for TV uh, version uh, of that where ET does not get sick. Right. <laughs> he never and, turns and maybe, powder white. <laughs> well, well maybe I watched a terrible it. makeover. I was in I was in shock the first time I watched that movie as an adult, and entire like. An entire hour of the movie I had never seen before. So they, in your version, they edited out the scientists taking over the home and like that Hell whole yeah. like scary medical stuff. And it pretty routine. easily gets chopped out if if you think about oh. it. You can be like clunk, and it's just like ET runs away. Maybe you grab him, and then it's like cut to bringing him home. Like it. Yeah. I, so I, I mean, again, that was like just the the. Not the the rate of scariness, but it's uh, you know it that shit really <laughs> like it's still I, I get scared thinking about it, which is probably the point of like why we need milder child entertainment now for kids. It's interesting. It really is interesting. And then there's some movies. It's Hollywood's fault. And I guess then we probably should move on. But there are some movies I feel like that don't even really have a bad guy, or I, like I was, if I'm remembering correctly, like Frozen wasn't. Like got rewritten. Like it was going. Like Elsa was going to be the bad guy. She's the ice queen. If you go by, you know the the, the original Hans and, Christian Andersen story. Yeah. And I thought that was so interesting. Not that it's like I'm I'm into the hipster Frozen idea, but you know, I'm like, whoa, like yes, like that resonated. Like the idea of like fa- like family feuding, you know, like stuff like that. Like that's really cool, really unique. Um, and and you know, like Inside Out, like the bad guys are necessarily like, you know, the state like marshmallow guy. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's depression, which is like, oh my God. So there's, there's yeah. some really interesting, if not, you know, it's, it doesn't all need to be a big shark, but mm-hmm. you know, depression is really a big shark if you think about it. <laughs> well, thank you, Greg, for your little worry. And oh, we thank hope, you uh... for the discussion. Yeah. Well, gives me comfort to know where it, there's there's time to figure all of this stuff out, right? <laughs> it's also inspiring that your daughter still is friends with bad guys. Yes. And maybe yeah. let that be our watchword going forward. Like, Legit. make friends with bad guys. Legit. All right. Now we're going to move into the bigger worries. So I'm going to go first. Um, my, This is a complicated one. But I'm worried that I now know especially now in the pandemic, how fast wasted time goes by. Um, um. And it's definitely related to, I guess, just like how quick time moves in different situations. But as, I think wasted time, especially, uh, you're like, oh my God. Like I was just on my phone for an hour. I had no idea. Um, it was so fast and I can, I notice it now faster, but I still am doing it. I don't know if you guys are experiencing this as well. Are you using like the tracking tools to see how much time you're spending on, you know, on your device and then. Mm-hmm. What about and... a sleep pad? Have you yeah. about a sleep pad? <laughs> for my phone or for my life? <laughs> you should be spending that time sleeping, not on your phone, right? That's, that's. <laughs> 
that's true. It, it amazes me like how uh, a month will be gone. Yes. You know, and, and it, it's it, like, but like for me, a day feels long. So time, you know, like a, a, a on the micro, sometimes an hour or a task or a, a shorter duration activity can seem not interminable, but it drags. But then all of a sudden you look up and it's like three weeks later. You're like, what the hell happened? Or I, I work in an academic context. So I tell the guys in September, I'm like, the day may feel long, but it's going to be May before you know it. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the year is gone. And so, but, but the idea of like wasted time, it's such a uh, profound statement. And the way that you put it, Casey, was, um, it, it hit me um, of like what, even like how do you define, you know, wasted time? Um, That's a big thing that I feel like is terrorizing me is because we're all very, you know, um, well, first of all, this whole pause, like for many people, like for me, it's been an important reevaluation time, even though it's been like on the whole, like horrible. And, you know, uh, like I wouldn't ask for this, um, but I do feel like it's been a good, it has been for this specific thing, good because I definitely was a person who was addicted to being busy. Um, and I've found that it is hard to, well, time goes by slow when you're doing something that you're completely disconnected to everything. Like, you know, you go for a long walk and it's like, Oh, that was only an hour or whatever. Um, whereas, you know, or like if you just do the dishes, it doesn't take that long. Cause it's like not wasted time. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like the value of the time and how you're spending it, it really, to me, it all like is very tied together. And then it's like, oh, well, sometimes I'm framing wasted time as like resting. It's like, I shouldn't be wasting this time not doing anything. And that's not healthy either. Uh, I also have a weird thing. Uh, see, this is why I'm worried. You can see that I'm spiraling as I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure this is your little worry? I'm worried about your big worry. Oh, no, this is my big worry. We've oh, this is a big worry. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, like Keep I spiraling, Casey. Yeah, I will go. even wake up early to try to like give myself more time, and then by the middle of the day or like the end of the day, I'm like, I'm too tired. I'm like, I wasted my, <laughs> I wasted my long day. Um, you got up early to waste more time. <laughs> I wasted those two hours by going to bed. I, like, Casey, this is a little different. Um. I'm interested in how you define wasted time. And I yeah. don't mean like the, 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 not to, um, and I say this is different because the big worry, this is your worry and it, it is a sincere and like important worry. So I don't mean to like interrogate your worry, but I'm just curious of like mm -hmm. how you define um, wasted time. Um, not to, and not to put you on the spot. No, either, it's fine. Like, what, but... I think it's, it's complex. And I, I think I was like not eloquently getting into it before, but wasted time for me is like different kinds of things. Like I, I find value in connecting with other people. So sometimes feel, sometimes when I'm by myself, I feel like I'm not using the time wisely. Um, when I'm not wow. doing something productive, I feel like I'm wasting my time. If I'm doing things that are typically viewed as wasting time, like, you know, scrolling on your phone, like, you know, things that are pretty much widely agreed on as uh, time wasting, I would say that's wasting time. Um, I love that first one, though, Casey, because like you, you know, it, it is the call to be social and the call to connect and like this this siren call to like be a a person in the world interacting with other people see and be seen um, in this weird way of like I, I i did today but then do you do you beat yourself up if you're like i you know isolated or no, um, is, am I, I misrepresenting that i think that sometimes i will lose opportunities for pro productivity or quiet reflection or personal time that i could be of uh, that are valuable time with like chitter chatter on the phone, chitter chatter, you know, uh, FaceTime, which things I value. And like, I love talking to people, but sometimes I'm just like, why am I just, you know, so addicted to 
that feeling as well. And because after a while, if you're talking to people too much, you have nothing to say. So it's y'all. <laughs> I I've I've got a lot of um there's a lot of th- it almost feels like every like section of time that passes and how it passes and how I feel like I've used that time um is being chased by like the meaning or lack of meaning of that thing that I did of like do you know what I'm saying does that make any sense where it's always followed up by this like evaluation which is very weird which is I'm I don't think everyone does that do you guys do that um uh, so you know I, I I share in a lot of um your your time anxieties I think I hate the idea of wasting time so much that I overdo it in the other direction and um, then you know, still feel guilty about how I've spent my time. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, just because like when, when everything's a, a, an emergency or a priority, then it's like, man, I, 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 I need to value rest a little bit more. Like that is, that's definitely not wasting time. It's right. just that I, I have all these other things that I made sure I did so I wouldn't waste time and there's no time to sleep. There's no, you know, um, so that said, yeah, I, I tend to be more focused on like how much time I have left and like all the things I got to do before, uh, before that time is up. And it, I don't know how long that is. It could be tomorrow. It could be when I'm 80, but, uh, there's only so much time. I gotta, gotta fill it all. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that, that definitely, uh, is a, is a constant worry and a, a judgment thing that I'm carrying with me and, and, then I look back and I think like, oh man, I, I I feel guilty. I should have, it's been like, I've let a month go by without calling my family. Like I, I, I gotta call them right now. And then all of a sudden that becomes like, ah, I can't waste another second. I gotta call them right now. So you get this new urgency because I didn't properly spend past time. Um, yeah, I can flip so, a switch on that kind of like, uh, just like that's that self it. Like I, it can go from oh this to oh that, like just as you described, and it sucks because there's like then it feels like there's no break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I find myself like the, the things that I fill my time with. They a, some of the times they feel very selfish, you know, like in order to not waste time. Um, I'm very like task oriented. So um, I tend, you know, to feel like guilty when I sit and read a book, even though I don't consider that like, I I consider that very rich and fulfilling and like potentially like educational and enriching time. But it also feels like very selfish of like, I could be spending it, Casey, as you say, like in a more social or a more interactive way, a more altruistic way or charitable way, like in, in so many other fashions. But um, I, I don't know if I'm not like, I tend to be a very regimented and very uh, habitual person. So I have like tasks throughout the day, which I think are unconsciously set up to avoid like this, you know, wasted, um, That's wasted time. But then I'm like, am I just like a fucking robot going through of like, now this is when I do my exercise for the day. Cause this is the period of time that I've carved out for my exercise. You know, like it, it seems very overly rigid the other way. Um, I find it fascinating though, that you have the same fear of like, because I, for there, I used to have like more so in the past than now, this fear of like, if I have any schedule or any like hard, like daily commitments, then like I cannot do, I do not feel free to do whatever in this moment feels like the thing that I want to do that will be the most fulfilling thing at that moment. And which- Wow, I am the, just the opposite. That's amazing. And I, which is, it's an insane thing to say. And I had like weekly commitments and things like that. To me, that to me was different. Like a daily thing, I was like, How am I supposed to pivot on a, you know, at any moment to do the thing that is most important, most valuable. So it's so that it's actually kind of comforting to me to know that you do this opposite to make you feel the same way. The exact, yeah. We, we, 
we need but like humans need both and that's the hard thing to balance um saving some time for that freedom but also saving some time to force you to be good to yourself mm-hmm. uh, too many of my coworkers yeah. literally r- set their alarm for two minutes before their meeting roll out of bed and then sit in front of the computer and then you know their fitbits are like you have you've you've moved 12 steps today you know and it's like guys I, 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 you need to move. You need to force yourself to get up earlier and do something good for yourself, right? Um, but you can overdo that too. And I think that, like, that's that's where my like, my struggle tends to be is like I am filling every second, and then don't have that flexibility to be like I feel like fill in the blank. I feel like doing something nice, being playful, like letting the 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 moment take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I think we, we all need to balance, but, uh, you know, just like kids need a, a schedule and a rhythm and that actually adults do too. Otherwise we will totally, because we're just doing what feels right in the moment, we forget to eat, we forget to exercise, we forget to sleep, we forget to shower, mm-hmm. we forget to change our clothes for four days straight, right? Like right. We, we need a little bit of structure in our lives and then we have to use that structure to also structure out some unstructured time. For sure. God, God damn it, Greg. You're so right. So good. I, you know, Casey, I, I hate the word mindfulness, but I, no, it's not so hate, important. but I, it, it's super important. And like, but I, I think thematically your worry is, is beautiful of like just being thoughtful about how you spend your time. And as Greg more eloquently put, like having the correct kind of balance on the continuum of, you know, how you choose to, spend your time and being thoughtful about it. I don't know. Maybe that's the ultimate point. Um, yes. Cause I, you know, I'm thinking of like, I can't, I don't even allow myself to sit and watch a show at night with my wife without also having another thing that I'm doing. Um, just because it doesn't feel right to sit and watch a show without also folding laundry you know, that, or, you know, yeah, yeah. clearing out your yeah. junk email or something. Exactly. You know, this is becoming a theme now for me in this, uh, in in all these podcasts of me realizing that part. I think part of the reason that, um, the mindfulness of everything, I'm like, oh, <laughs> so part of the reason I'm not doing these things is because I'm over, like I'm prepare like i'm like okay if you want to why don't you go paint okay i i gotta figure out like not like figure out how or when i'm gonna do it i'm like oh okay i gotta i gotta do that i i really and you kind of just i just start like talking in my head about doing the thing that i need to do or like there's a lot of like kind of odd puttering in my head inside of my head (laughs) um as opposed to just going and doing the thing um yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I love this, the image of just you shuffling around in your own head, yeah. just puttering around like, oh, I better go attach the garden home. Where if I just, just did it, I would have more yard. time. I would. It's This is a topic for another episode, but did you mention painting because you want to learn how to paint or you do paint and find pleasure from it? Um. Well, I both because I do know how okay. to paint some things and I don't know how to paint in other ways. So part, uh, this okay, is like okay. a screwed up thing too. Uh, th- this idea of like, that's another thing of wasted time. If I take an hour to paint, a, this happened this weekend. I took an hour to paint a painting in oil paints. I had never done it before. And I was like, I made like a mistake because I wasn't using the paint thinner right. And I didn't like the way it looked. And I was like, I wasted this hour. I wasted this canvas. And I just left, I literally left it out in the rain. Like (laughs) this most- Screw you painting in the rain. I was like- If if your first time isn't perfect, you never should have done it, huh? (laughs) First time painting with oil, Casey? You're that hard on yourself? I just was like, God damn it. Why do I? And it just is one of those things where so I don't know. It's all attached to like resources and spending and what things, the things, mm-hmm. the cost and da, 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 da. and it's it. This is again, this is the self judgment stuff. The weird cost of X Y Z. It's stupid. I, it's I'm like, glad I talked like about call- it because it is embarrassing. What do you yeah. say? It's like calling Miss Cleo. It's you know like the the entertainment 
has it, it has value and exactly. there's a cost it's to worth it. it. So it was yeah. worth whatever you spent on that canvas for the entertainment and for the learning. I did. Right? I did learn. And what's funny is like what I think what was so frustrating, and then we'll move on because like we've had enough, right, audience? Um, they're standing up there cheating. No, yeah. I forget how to clap, but yay. <laughs> my, yay. my hands are blistered. <laughs> um, um, but the part that I like when I was like, oh, this is what I could have been doing the whole time. I was like, this looks beautiful. So it was like, oh, it was literally like half the painting was like this clumpy, um, just horrendous um, waste. And then at the top, I was like, oh, look at you like it, and there was just movement and I was like look look I can really like get it going and it was exciting but it really was too fr it was too frustrating for me to see the clumpy ugly at the bottom so I think I I need to Casey, get used to the clumpy ugly you painted a paradox <laughs> I, I mean I've never heard of anyone painting a paradox <laughs> we got to be careful is that paint is it still out in the rain get that shit I in threw it away on. No. Oh no! Well, someone is gonna find that thing, and they're gonna be like, they're gonna prove the true value of it. <laughs> you just cut I it. I like in that. Half. I'm sorry, my bad joke. What? What you said? You you need to embrace the clumpiness. Oh, um, I think I said or accept accept the, the clumpiness. Accept the clumpy ugly. <laughs> accept the clumpy ugly. Jesus, what a what a phrase for 2020. Mm. Accept the clumpy ugly. Yeah. God, Casey. The two of you. God, I'm learned so let's, much. Let's talk show. to Greg about his big worries because I think we've gotten too far into my brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just quick, of you quick. puttering around in your brain. Uh, the the background that I'm floating out right now is is that one of your paintings, Casey? Yeah, it's and I at full disclosure, it is an interpretation of a gra a graphic art I saw, hmm. but I use like some different colors and some different things. Um, but yeah, it is. Awesome. Love it. All right. Uh, so big worry time again. Okay. Big worry. Hit us, Greg. All right. Um, it, what's, what's crazy is like, I'm, I'm, we're finding these, these themes all tying into this big worry, which is only amplifying my worry, which is that um, every game in our lives is starting to turn into a casino game. Whoa, whoa! That is that is my worry. All right, uh, should I elaborate a bit more? I think for those of us, me, or let me think never... about that for fifteen minutes. Yeah, because that right. is a puzzler. I love it. It is, and yeah. I'm I've talked about a lot of with people about casinos, but I've never actually been to one. Hmm. Tell yeah, us once this thing is over, Casey, we're going to Mohegan. Oh, I mean, uh, oh. I. I am not an expert gambler, but there are a couple. There are some things that are pretty fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, Kevin, you know, you are you are talking about your sleep score, right? Yes. Um. So, right by it, there, there's this concept out in the world, gamification. Oh, um, it's yep. overused. It's overused. Not everything is actually gamification, or like you gamified it, but you didn't actually make it a game. Um. Uh, but the more that everything gets gamified um the more greed is seeping in and taking advantage of uh psychology to encourage uh, unhealthy addictive behaviors that right the idea of gamification in certain situations is to to encourage positive actions right mm -hmm. um Peloton rewards you with all of these badges and streaks to get you to continue to be, you know, healthy and healthful and exercise and work out. Right, um, but you can take that too far if, right, like if you if it's all about the rewards and the badges and you like over exercise or or or, or things like that. And so, Kevin, in your case, it's like your sleep score is is interfering with your sleep at night. Right, you are. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to get out of bed and go to the bathroom because I'm going to ruin my sleep score. Yep. Like, that is 
that's a bad that's a bad effect of a, of a game because games are supposed to be fun you guys like that right. at the end of the day that is what's important and what i was originally bringing to the table was not your sleep score game though it's so very much a similar example yeah um because you know i i spend i i used to make uh, video games for kids and um uh it drives me crazy when I see all of these apps out in the world that are supposedly for kids that are taking advantage of a, a, a psychology to trigger addictive tendencies in the kids who mm. play them. Uh, they, they they set up these time-released reward systems that just be like, hey, were you having fun? Well, in order to keep going, come back in you know, in six hours and we'll unlock the thing so you can keep playing. And then it's like, okay, once it gets you to come back in, in six hours, then it's eight hours and then it's 12 hours and then it's 24 hours. And like, it starts building this habit of checking the game at these regular portion moments in your life. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just seeps into these are children and, and adults. Either way, talk about wasting time. Um, addiction, right? It's mm. not even your choice anymore. It's true addiction um, when when you are triggering these certain qualities. And I, you know, like I, I respect the sl small place in psychology where that is helping to, to you know people to break other bad habits. Um, but. I really don't think it's okay to be putting it into things that are supposed to be fun and yeah. hopefully educational and skill building for kids and just turning it into uh, too many of the games out there now are literally just tap the screen, tap the screen, tap the screen, collect reward, collect reward, collect reward, collect reward. Okay. Come back in 24 hours and do it again. And, and like, they have, they have done nothing, but guess what? That sounds exactly like. Money noise. Put a quarter, put a quarter in the slot. Yeah. Pull the thing. Put a quarter in the slot. Grabbing that one arm bandit and letting her one, go, baby. Come one on. One of these days, I'm I'm gonna win, right? Like, yeah. so all games are turning into casino games, um, without the the chance of actually getting rewarded at the end, um, but introducing that same feeling of there's a chance of me getting some reward um and like i gotta i gotta keep doing it right so so yeah i feel like I, I once like you it. start look sorry i feel like once you start looking for them they're everywhere they are and it's the like manipulation of competition that it can be manipulated in a lot of different ways but mostly it's like to monetize yeah, right? or I mean, it's like a, like, yeah, because it's attention economy, right? It's like getting people to just stare at things, ads that they probably many kids aren't even noticing, but that's not they don't care. Maybe they my are. My kids noticing are obsessed. My kids are obsessed with Roblox. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah. Oh. So, and, and I don't. I hope the I hope big Roblox doesn't come at us for uh, libel here. But there um, are branches of Roblox, Roblox that it, the platform is fantastic. It gives mm -hmm. everybody the, the ability to create games. But there are so many uh, predators out there who are making kids, lying to kids, pretending that they can, you know, earn Robux when the only way to achieve Robux is to spend real money. And so they yeah. waste kids' time with all these lies, right? So, so what's, son, your, what's your Roblox experience, Kevin? Well, he, he, my son was in the sh uh, many. I, I will share one that my son <laughs> was in the shower and he yells for me to come in. He's like, Dad, get in here! And his his tablet is set up on the sink opposite the shower. We have a glass shower door, so he can see his tablet. It's open, and he goes, "Hit the hit the trackpad or hit the gotta, face bar." Gotta keep the thing unlocked so, so that he would jump. His <laughs> his avatar would jump, and he would keep accruing coins or whatever. And he's like, "I just I, I can't be inactive." For whatever, or I won't get the buck. Speed, like, whatever. The fuck. I was like, "What, dude?" He's like, "Call me from the fucking." Jar. And this is, and this is how it connects to my worry because if you can't disconnect and have like, if you cannot finish your shower without, like, for, and for him to, and that be waste, that would have been wasted time for him if he if he would yeah taking that shower would have been wasted time because it's, it's reorganizing yeah. people's priorities yes. and. Yeah. 
and to Greg's point, he's competing with his buddies, which mm. which is like I want to back up and say like he has this social network on Roblox, which is amazing. And Greg, to your point of like the games he's playing and the it's like it's an amazing network where he's like with his cousins and with his yeah, classmates true. and with like it's it's super awesome. But he wanted me to jump so that he would get coins so he could buy an island with his buddies and whatever the hell they were doing. But like it, it became more competition twisted instead of for the enjoyment of it. And, and it's held in together by these rules that uh, back in the 90s seemed crazy. The movie Speed with uh, Keanu Reeves, like if the bus goes below 50 miles an hour, you all die. And those are the rules that somebody built into this game. If you don't if you don't jump <laughs> in our game every five minutes. Then I am Sandra you, Bullock. Then you lose I have everything. To be at that fucking wheel. <laughs> that's yeah, not a game. Yeah. That's prison. That is yeah. not a game, you guys. That is locked, that is consuming that person's life. And so, wow. like, yeah, that's so. I, I I really like. There's a very small world of games that I I consider like still still safe and precious. And I had all these rules when I was producing games. I had like the, a game must have an end. There yep. must be an end because guess what? Everyone else, you know, where I work was making infinite runners because they're like, well, they're, yeah, now like it'll just go forever. Like, hey, rake it in. It's like, no, that is not fair to the children. They they deserve a sense of of accomplishment, and they yeah. need someone to tell them boundaries, y'all. It's time. It's time to put that down. And change your clothes and take a shower, right? And play Back another that game. Again. Maybe write your own yeah. game. Yeah, yes. I think that idea is that point is so valid because yeah, the endless nature of things I think is something that can it either it for me endless nature of something feeds the um the the participation in it as opposed to something that if it's there all the time you'd think that you'd be like you know, I'll get to it later, but it, it's the opposite of like, you just start doubling down harder and harder and it becomes less and less, um, man, good enjoyable. casino terminology, Casey, just keep mm. doubling down, oh, split your 11s, man, you're ready for the casino. Sign me up. Give me the dice. Keep on and give rolling me a them sevens, baby. Oh my God. Someone <laughs> else make a cocktail. Remember that? Oh, they feed them. They feed them to you. Um, infinite runners. That that is an amazing term. It's so stupid. amazing, like such a profound idea, profound like concept. And you know, take it like right now in my mind, I'm like taking it so far, like to in its application to everything we do in our lives. Of like infinite runners. Holy smokes! That mm -hmm. blew my mind. Greg, it. it's really freaky. It's really freaky. I worry for kids. And, you know, I've been on TikTok. You know, the pandemic has really cultivated that TikTok engagement for me. I was like, I literally, I was like, I do not care. Then I wanted to just see what was going on. And they have like these little videos in between when you're on there for like an hour. They're like, hey, you've been on here for a long time. Why don't you get a glass of water, a snack? And then maybe watch some videos later. And I'm always like, shut up. Wow. And I like, just keep watching the video. <laughs> but I was shut like, up. if I was a child, this would be a very good video. So somebody at that company uh, cares. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they do yeah. have them. Yeah. It, some, somebody does. Yeah. Ethics one, in yeah. creating things. It's I, one, maybe Ray of Hope or something. I don't uh, like bike shops are backlogged for months. Uh, mm -hmm. for um, just tune-ups and getting bikes ready for the spring and summer season. Um, canoes and kayaks like got were, were impossible to find in central Connecticut at a certain point over the summer. Um, so I don't know, hopefully like traditional, those aren't competition, but it's like other ways to engage in fun and active ways that, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we can avoid because I mean, Greg, that's an amazing, the Connecticut River amazing idea. The Connecticut River does end. 
and 411 you know, miles from its source in the long island sound analog um, games like sports um it, you know like th th those are still games uh that that are so old that they didn't yet know how to introduce these psychological addictive tendencies so oh. You know, go play a sport or play a nice, healthy, traditional, old school game like an 8-bit Mario game that has a has an end, right? Yeah, like, that's my end. advice. Yeah. Oh, amazing words. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> infinite runner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Feels you, Greg. That, that was an amazing, uh, amazing worry. It, it Guys, did we do it? Me, I think we oh. did it. It frightens me. Greg oh. is, the, is the voice of the future, so I'm just like... <laughs> Amazing. I learned a lot this episode. Um, Greg, we're going to have you uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're up to after uh, we recommend something good. Uh, so stick around for this because maybe, I don't know, hopefully Casey and I recommend something good that might enhance your week. Um, Casey, mm -hmm. I, I promised an out-of-the-box idea earlier, and now I'm nervous that my idea is going to suck and not live up to it. Um, but when uh, when was the last cup of hot cocoa you had? And not like cheap you know like like real like hot cocoa uh kevin i'm gonna tell you something i don't know oh, i had i had jeered greg oh, is so okay <laughs> I, I i had hot cocoa this morning i <laughs> yeah, i, I, I care about it passionately on the cocoa train like is that hot cocoa like good hot cocoa like are they using I, swissness i i I feel like I'm not, uh, yeah. I, I might've misspoken on like good or bad. I had Giardelli double chocolate, dark chocolate, hot cocoa uh, on a cold day a few days ago. And I hadn't had hot chocolate, I don't know, in uh, potentially years. Like it just was not something that I indulged in. Uh, it was a delicious treat. And I, I don't know, maybe um, there's a very small minority who is not indulging in hot cocoa, but please, I before will. spring is fully sprung, get some hot chocolate. Good advice. God damn, it was good. You know what, Kevin? So, I'm going to tell you something. What are you, you going to tell me? I remember the last time I had good hot chocolate. The Ghirardelli yeah. reminded me. It was on Christmas Eve because I was sitting outside because it was warm enough to be outside. Mm. But it was still for the winter, and Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna literally do something that's gonna make you so mad. I'm gonna suggest you put something in your next hot chocolate. Are you ready? Bring it. Put red I, wine I love... in your hot chocolate. What? Put red wine in your hot chocolate, just a little bit. Red wine in my hot chocolate. Like first of all, chocolate covered cherries. Synergy of recommending something good. I love. I'm not gonna get mad at that. You kidding me? Uh, <laughs> I'm, and I'm going to keep an open mind because if you carry a big enough basket, you're always going to come home with something. Wow. And I'm going to put in some red wine into my hot cocoa. Okay. Greg, Greg might do it too. We're all going to do it. <laughs> um, well, so uh, everyone with, with bonds being closed um, uh, for a good long time, but now being open again, everyone's been buying the, um, the Irish cream that they're selling. Mm. And that is, uh, is a magical additive if you are having an evening hot yeah. cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and uh, j just so that we don't, uh, uh, you know, crap on Swiss Miss uh, too heavily here. No. Just no. want to note that they, they know that Ghirardelli's out there and they have stepped up. And so Ooh. I will recommend um, that if you do go Swiss Miss, check out their indulgent collection. It, it's Stop literally titled, it. yes, Rich Chocolate Indulgent Collection or Dark Chocolate Indulgent Collection. They, so I used, they, they give Ghirardelli a run for their money. I'm, I'm serious. Wow. I, I have switched and wow. I'm chocolate. That's All amazing. Right. That sounds like a Rich spa chocolate chocolate. series is so good. And also it, it, it does matter what you put in there. Um, right. you know, uh, like it, it boil some water, but then add a little bit of, of, um, you know, oat, oat milk, yo, everyone's mm. doing the oat milk now. It's, it's really good in your hot chocolate. Lactate whole milk. Mm. That's what go. I go with real rich. Um, guys, we're all improvisers. What you just witnessed was yes. Anding <laughs> some hot chocolate, hot chocolate with yeah, wine, not, Swiss not planned. signature. No. no, come on. It just reminded me. It was so funny hilarious you guys this has been so much fun and all i have to say is i've been thoroughly um 
hilariously shamed into accepting my clump be ugly. So I'm going Casey, to accept it. We've been saying it for years. <laughs> accept the clump be ugly. Greg, <laughs> what can uh, what can we look forward to from Greg? Uh, anything you want to pitch? Anything you want to plug? Um, or just well wishes for the audience? But the mic oh. is yours. Thank you so much. Oh, I, I definitely have well wishes for the audience. I really appreciate uh, any and all of you uh, who who are are listening. Yes, you are getting a standing ovation from from the show host. So nice work, audience. Um, yeah, and thank you to to the uh, to the show hosts as well for having me. Um, once this pandemic is over, please come like as soon as you feel safe to do so. And I 100% respect that, but please come visit us at CT comedy theater uh, for this show and every other show we're doing in the meantime, uh, we are at the very least having uh, monthly mixers. So, uh, and everyone is welcome. And if you want to try improv, we will pair you up with a rock with, with an experienced improviser. Who's going to make you feel like a rock star. Um, and if you just want to watch, just come hang out and watch. Um, so it, I think I'll, I'll, uh, let that be the, the main invitation, um, uh, just so that we, we keep, cause what's special about, uh, about CT Improv has, has always been the community that was a uh, part of our original mission. Um, and so that is, you know, that's the community event that keeps us all engaged, uh, and, and has continued to do so through the pandemic. So. So yeah, check out ctimprov.com and come to uh, to one of our mixers in the coming months. It's usually the uh, the third Wednesday of the month. It's super fun. Incredible. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, accept the clumpy ugly. Yes. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye now. Oh yes.